So uh, Pastor Mark Schatzman from Fellowship Bible Church in Northwest Arkansas is with us. Thanks for taking some time to hang out with us. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, I'm curious, just as a pastor, how is what we're all walking through right now affecting you? Yeah, obviously, it's different. Uh, the biggest difference is, let's be honest, we're used to gathering, aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that's big groups or small groups, we are we're hardwired for relationships and Digital's good, and I'm glad we have it, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just think, you know, I know I have a lot of friends who are in pastoral roles of just the weight of responsibility for the members of your congregation that you can't connect with right now has to be ha- hard for you guys. Great insight. Um, you know, I, I personally, I think I've been dealing with it more by realizing there's just a heaviness over particularly some some members of our body, and you just feel that heaviness. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the heaviness is fear, and sometimes it's discouragement, um, but just that sense of a loss of hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So we wanted to connect with you. Uh, I reached out after, and there was something that I saw you had shared on social media, and I was like, oh, man, this is really good. I want to talk to Pastor Mark a little bit about this, because uh, a lot of us are walking through it's, it's different versions of suffering through this thing. Um, some, it is, there's a, just a health, very real reality to it. There's others, the economic realities to it are creating, for some, some really dramatic levels of suffering where my business is closed down mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't right. know where the next paycheck's coming. Um, and there are other things that are still feel just as real when you got high school seniors who are realizing, mm-hmm. man, everything I thought, well, how it was going to be isn't going to play out or college students that don't know how the rest of the semester is going to unfold, uh, you know, moms and dads that are suffering through uh, e-learning and figuring that all out together. Um, but in, in a lot of ways, we're all experiencing some form of trial and some difficulty. And in that, um, you have some really good advice, kind of like the what to do's and what not to do's, because it's it's here. There's no way around it. We can't get away from this. Um, so when you find yourself in suffering, I know this is a passion area for you, too, because you guys have lived and breathed some deep suffering in your own story as a family. How, how do you think about and process walking through suffering and still trust and connect with God in the middle of it? Yeah, I, I so appreciate the question. And actually, Mark, even appreciate the observation that this pandemic called COVID-19, all it's doing really is revealing a pandemic that we all live under all the time, which is all of us will experience uh, some suffering. Um, We're going to walk through trials or uh, sometimes the scriptures, you know, use the metaphor of rain or even uh, waves and storms. Uh, And I think what it tells us is no one's getting off this planet without Mm -hmm. getting wet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and that's going to be true for all of us. COVID-19 has just made that real for all of us at the same time. And, uh, and when that happens, the first thing that happens for all of us is we ask questions. Um, I think it's normal when pain hits your life, whether it's a pandemic like this or it comes in a form of, d- of a disease or maybe it's a divorce or disappointment or the death of a loved one. Um, all it does is raise questions in your mind. And the first question we usually run to is why? 
Mm-hmm. That's because why is the best question in the whole entire world. Uh, isn't it? For, for a recovering control freak like me, uh, Listen, why? man, I'm an Enneagram 5 with no wing. I'm just like a give-me-the-research kind of girl, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And then we start to think, because I also love to read and learn, and I'm, I'm curious about what sits beneath this and why it's there, and... And I start to fool myself into thinking, if I could figure out why this is going on, somehow I can be in control. Mm-hmm. And that really sometimes is what suffering reveals, is this sense that we are vulnerable mm-hmm. and that we are not as much in control as we think we are. Mm-hmm. It's a why is a normal question. I don't even shame people for going towards why. I just think at some point we have to trade up to a little better question. Mm-hmm. So if why isn't the ultimate question... What's the better question? Yeah, the better question, I think, is who. Hmm. You think about it. If, if we could know all the reasons why something happened, and again, maybe it's this issue with COVID that has put your business in jeopardy. Uh, maybe it's something that's been going on a lot longer than this pandemic. Uh, even if you could figure out all the reasons why, would it really hurt any less? Mm-hmm. Or what we would we have just as a little more analysis on top of the pain? And the analysis won't take away the pain. So pain, at some point, drives us to moving from why to who. And we start asking some really practical questions like, okay, in this pain, who can rule over it? Mm-hmm. Who, who's in charge of it? Who, who has more strength than this, the power of this pain? And secondly, who can meet me in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, who can actually bring a measure of peace and comfort even joy. I believe joy can be experienced in the same heart that experiences suffering mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and then we can also ask the question, who can use this pain for, for a greater good, a purpose that's even bigger than just uh, the momentary pain? It's mm-hmm. so good. I think that's a really interesting perspective of who can use this, because I feel like we think pain is all bad. Like there's nothing good in pain. And, you know, we do ask those why questions because we want to get rid of the pain. Um, But it sounds like you're not saying we necessarily need to get rid of the pain. It's almost like we need to figure out what God wants to do in the midst of our pain. Yeah. Because sometimes like this, I mean, like we can't get rid of it. We can't ourselves, you know, make COVID-19 disappear. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, we can allow pain to become the pressure the pressure point, it's just tell me you go to the doctor and he tells you, you know, you're going to feel a little pressure when he touches a certain area that hurts. And actually you're thinking, no, actually I feel a little pain. And, uh, but we can let pain become a pressure point that moves us and pushes us to God rather than gets between us and God. And that's what God has always wanted us to do with it. Um, Jesus knew that. I mean, we're in the Lenten season right now about to prepare for uh, the Passion Week. And Jesus, on that week, uh, the last conversation he had with his disciples, he was looking at a group of men who were deeply uh, discouraged and doubting and confused. And, and he said in chapter 14 of John, he opens with the line, do not let your heart be troubled. Mm-hmm. And now the next thing he could have said was, figure out why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Instead, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And so he takes us from a why to a who, because he knows that's what actually brings peace and comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he goes on later in that, that little message, a few verses later, and says, peace I give you, peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. Uh, and he says that this peace comes 
from me. And again, he drives us back to the who. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. I, I uh, Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that it's not a shame about the why, because so many of us are asking a lot of mm-hmm. why questions. And yet to invite us and to call us into a better question about who and what God wants to do in our hearts through all this um, gives us a whole lot more hope, too, in the middle of that. Yeah. We, and it can be a daily battle for that, can't it? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I have to remind myself often uh, to go back to who. And I think that's even where the, the, the role of prayer and worship come yeah. in. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's been hard about this is it's not a quick fix. You know, we're mm-hmm. days and days into this, and I think we're all just like, it's going to get better. And I find myself waking up every morning going, I don't feel better. What's wrong with me? And then I turn into that self-condemnation of, you know, well, I wrestled with this yesterday and here I am again. But sometimes those struggles are a daily struggle. Yeah, they are. You know, and that during a a deep season for my wife and me that we walked through loss and, um, uh, for us, it just was a long and drawn out season of greater than a year and there are certain anchor things that God kept pushing us back to that really did give hope, um, and, and a hope that actually spills over to, to peace and joy, because I believe peace and joy are kind of cousins. You know, I've once heard a, uh, a famous old Puritan preacher say that, uh, um, by the way, I didn't hear him personally, uh, I read <laughs> a famous old Puritan preacher say that uh, peace is, uh, is just joy at rest and joy is peace dancing. And those two two are found together in the same heart. And they come from this sense of hope and a who that's that's with it, uh, over it, and with us in it, and using it. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, there are certain anchor psalms uh, that, that helped. Um, Psalm 62 was a lifeline for me during that year. And uh, where he, again, drives to a who. David is heartbroken over his situation. And he says, one thing God has spoken, two things I've heard that you, O God, are strong, and that you, O Lord, are loving. Mm. And you think about the twin points of that anchor. God is strong and God is loving. So God is stronger and more powerful than this COVID, and God is loving, wants to meet us in it and use it for his greater purposes. Mm. Such good stuff. We're talking with uh, Pastor Mark Schatzman from Fellowship Bible Church in Northwest Arkansas. Um, You know, a lot of us, yeah, we're struggling. We're maybe even stuck in the why or even the when. You know, when is this going to be over? When mm-hmm. am I going to get back to normal? All those kind of things. So to call us to the who is such a good reminder today. Would Could we indulge and ask you to, to pray for us as a community um, that we won't just live stuck in those questions that, that we're all asking but aren't really the best questions for us? Oh, a privilege. Uh, Lord Jesus, we come in, uh, to you now, and uh, first of all, we come with thanksgiving, thanking that you are here with us, and thank you that with you comes your peace, and with your peace comes the reality of uh, uh, the fact that you are good and strong. Uh, you are good enough to use the difficulties of life, and you are strong enough to be over them and use them as a tool in your hand. Thank you that your love and your power is the thing that anchors us in hope. And I thank you right now that your people are being beacons of hope, this station, but also the body of Christ all over our counties. Uh, Father, we pray that uh, we would be a people of peace and a people who shine the hope of Jesus Christ amidst a lot of fear and doubt. 
uh, would this be the great moment, uh, the great days uh, of your church to be the bride of Christ, showing off the peace of you. And it's in your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hmm. Thanks, Pastor Mark. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, too, for what you all do and for what KLRC means to us right now.